you know, we all have a to-do list. There's lots of stuff on it. You gotta get your dry cleaning, you gotta get your milk. Here's an idea. Put save hundreds of dollars on car insurance on your to-do list. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com. In 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance, extra money in your pocket. It may be the most rewarding thing you do today. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Hi, everybody. Hello, Spike. I don't have the flu. You You better not have the flu, because if you give me the flu... If I, you're already levying threats at me. I said I don't have the flu. Okay. I levy threats at you every day, <laughs> every minute. Here's the good news, Zuckerman, because um, my wife got the – I keep hearing this story. Whoever in your family didn't get the flu shot gets the flu this year. And I went down to the pharmacist because now I have to do all the kid stuff and pick up all the drugs. And I said, uh, anecdotally, this is what I've heard. And the pharmacist says, yeah, we're hearing this too. This, this flu vaccine, bullseye. Get it. It will save you. And I'm watching the parents and sometimes the kids, but mostly the parent that said, I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm watching them go to the hospital. It's amazing how quickly my wife just ran out of time to get it, right? And she thought it was early enough in the air. How quickly from uh, from 7 o'clock, like, I, I don't feel right, to 10 o'clock, I'm dying. How quickly it came on her. Wow. Well, that came out right, but... Well, do you have your fingers crossed? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the... I stockpile Tamiflu. Oh, I'm talking about her, Do you know what I do? And I want to talk about cars. I'm sorry. I'm a, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. But I, I stockpile my drugs, and I have so much Tamiflu, and I, you know, I like playing doctor. It's fun. I come from that medical family, and I've got her back on her feet in 24 hours. She feels great. I had to do all the kids this morning and get them off to school, but uh, she's trending. She's trending better. She's going to survive. And I'm I come happy. from a medical family. <laughs> My father happened to be an OBGYN, so I naturally know My what I'm doing. My grandfather. So we both know. My mom was a nurse. Yeah, I know. A little bit of knowledge. All of us. A very can, dangerous thing. Yes, we can handle obstetrics and gynecology. But by I will virtue say, of the family business. No, well, I always – I do – I call my general practitioner, and I just do what he says. <laughs> Our good friend Ron Benbassett. He is the greatest He's the best, doctor. right? And I texted him, and he, he talks me through it. And, you know, what a lifesaver he is. Hi, Ron. How are you? Anyway, um, okay, we have a great show for you today. We have John Hennessy from Hennessy Motorsports coming in. He's going to be here. I, we invited him in. Uh, he was on a few weeks ago. Yes. We said if you're in town, everybody's in town for the L.A. Auto Show. Uh, before and after this show, you're going to hear lots of our friends from across the country because they're all here, and we've – I think I have about 20 shows <laughs> recorded. We're just going to keep rolling them through. All of our friends from the East Coast are here. Um, Zuckerman. Yes, sir. I'm driving the 2019 Genesis G70 3.3-liter turbo sport, right? Is this the one that sometimes makes me think it's like a Bentley – I, a little Bentley-ish in its execution. No. This is just a brand I know nothing about. Like, I know more about Kia than I know about Genesis. And Genesis Wait, is... Isn't, isn't Genesis Kia? Genesis is the luxury top end of Hyundai. Oh. Kia is owned by Hyundai. Apparently, Hyundai in South Korea, South Korea, they have the biggest car manufacturing plant in the world of any other manufacturer. And these guys are busy at work, right? So somebody reached out to me and said, do you want to drive? I always say, usually I say no to stuff like this because it's not quite what I like. But I wanted to get familiar with, uh, with the uh, Hyundai brand again, right? I make fun of them a lot. 
right? You know, it shows our age because in the 90s it was there with Hugo um, as the cheap uh, entry point into car ownership. This car has really impressed me. I'm really impressed. It's it's about $15,000 cheaper than an M3, right? It's clearly aimed at M3s and S4s, right? I wouldn't even know what this looks like. Can you show me? Here, I'm going to show you a picture of it right there. That's the oh. literally the car I have. I this have no clue. From that- uh, This car you would like because you like those BMW. You know how you like zipping around in those BMW sedans? Right. That. That is like that. we got to close that shade right there, Zuckerman. Pull that close. I've never had daylight coming through that. It reminds me of an outside world, and I don't want to think about that. I, don't, I want to think we're alone in here. Let me just tell you, Arthur St. Antoine. Do you remember Arthur St. Antoine? He did a great video a long time ago on, uh, on uh, Motor Trend that was the, uh, the, one of the uh, Blue Angels versus the new Corvette. That, uh, I don't remember. I used to watch oh, with my, yes, of course. I used to yeah, watch with Jack, for, my yes. son. Yes, yes. We watch it twice a day for about two years because he liked the Blue Angels and he liked Corvettes. And, you know, it's, it's ten. It, back then there were 10 million hits on it. I was like, who is Arthur St. Antoine? He writes about this, uh, this car. Um, and it's really on the nose. It's exactly what I was going to say. My first observation of the G70 after a few minutes behind the wheel, it represents a refreshing departure from today's norm. Using fiddly screens instead of simple buttons. And you're going to like this in a moment. The Genesis does have a big central display, a clear and quick responding touchscreen, but it's well supplemented with knobs and buttons for climate control, blah, 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 switches, and knurled rotary controls on the wheel. Oh, knurled. Knurled and knobs and, and buttons. And a helpful row of tabs on their center dash. As for the touchscreen itself, intuitive to use. This sentence right here has been my experience in this car. There's nothing frustrating about interacting with this vehicle, and that's something you can't say about a lot of modern luxury sports sedans, okay? I'm going to talk about how it drives, but that sentence right there is so on the nose. This car does something that I've never seen before, and maybe you've seen it, but let me tell you. Listeners, he's pointing his finger at me, lecturing me. He is excited. There, how many times have you been driving in your life where it starts to rain and you're not quite sure and then the rain stops, but the windshield wiper keeps going because you're not sure where you are on the stem of the windshield wiper and Doesn't switch? It happened to me. It but does. Okay. It happens to everybody. This car, when you engage the windshield wiper on the display, it pops up where you are. Really? Low, high, auto, and what a level of intermittent you are right in front of you so you don't have to crane around the steering wheel. That Crane. little that little <laughs> thing, Zuckerman, <laughs> makes you love this car. Now, listen to the modes, Zuckerman. Okay. You're texting. I'm not texting. I want texting. you to listen to me. I'm listening to you. There's, there's a big button, again, intuitive. You look down by the shifter that says drive modes, eco Comfort, sport. Oh, bro. How many times have I said, this is all I want? I don't want 10,000 buttons, McLaren, that I don't know with switches and everything else. I want eco, I want comfort, and I want sport. We've got paddles. We've got – the only thing it doesn't have is a drift mode. But you, you can totally – this car is really imp- – I'm really impressed with it. I don't know I what else to say. I hear this and I see you carry on. Do you like the name? The name bothers me. What? Genesis. In the it be- makes it makes no is uh, no. It, it feels very Korean churchy. Well, in Hyundai, the beginning, Hyundai, the book of Genesis. Do you know by, what Hyundai in means? In the beginning, what does it mean in Korean? What it translates to? It translates into something like metal making, modernity. 
Modern design, modern, the concept of modern. Genesis, you're right. It sounds uh, biblical in a way, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. It doesn't. But these guys are doing a good job, I have to say. I okay. mean, you know, That's for all. the money and for $15,000 less than an M3 and, you know, chip it up, have some fun. It's a uh, it's a perfect little car. So is it it's a credible alternative to anything German or Japanese, you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, you're starting at a price point, right? And uh, if you don't have the money for the M3 is what I see it kind of aimed at. You've got something comparable here. That's that's quick. And this car, you know, we haven't honed it that much, but we've been having some fun in the car, right? Taking turns a little fast on the wet roads and getting a little whipping around a little sideways in the way to the school line. It's it's a fun deal. And, and but what I'm most impressed with is the ease of use. I have not been frustrated at a, at a single point. I've not been frustrated driving this new car that's just dropped in my driveway where I don't know anything about it. I don't know how it works. I just get in and I drive. And where I look, everything is. What and color? Has a what color do they give you? White or blue? I, I haven't even looked up the blue that it is, but it looks like a sapphire blue metallic with black wheels. It's sporty. Like you know how we joke about sporty, right? <laughs> it's the very definition of sporty. Nothing beyond. It's a sporty little car. At a good price point, and it's fun. You caught like me it. hooning the other day. <clears throat> yes, yes. My kids and I, um, we went to see Ford versus Ferrari. By, by the way, an amazing to do with your your boys, father and son movie. And you know, I'm, I'm, maybe there's some moms and daughters who want to go see it. But as a father and son movie, it's just such a bullseye. It's such a nice moment to be watching that movie with your boys. And as we're crossing the bridge on Sunset, there we heard this. This growl of a, of a Porsche, and I, I we stopped talking, Zuckerman. Mid, and I said <laughs> something's coming down the road, and then it was a, a GT three four zero black, and then it was you with your <laughs> scarf flying, <laughs> doing about a hundred miles an hour on the turns. I went, that's Zuckerman. <laughs> That, I said, let's try and call him. I know you don't have uh, any sort of connectivity in that car yet. You pick up the phone. Hey, the ground. <laughs> now you're taking a call at that speed. It was so cool looking, though, I have to say. You look great. The whole thing, the whole package. I hadn't been in that car in a while, and really, I was impressed. My God, this really is a race car for the road. Yeah. It is so capable. It is so good. Everything about that car. And I was just in a moment where nobody else was on the road. And it was an experience that was a 10 That car out of is 10. such a winner. Yeah. 10 out of 10 that has I was to be having. Back. Those two cars I have to put back in my hangar, 73 RS and then that 4.0. There's no way you can live life without them. They must be bought. They yes. must be bought. By the way, GT2 uh, RSs. They, what, Shocking. What, I, I sent you that bring a trailer uh, Went for 315 with 800, and that was a very well-equipped car. It and did it, have the goofball interior, right, with yeah, the but, red and— uh, Yes, but that means expensive. So when I say well-equipped, I'm thinking of that interior. Somebody spent the money on that package that was not a cheap car. What uh, was the sticker on it? Did you check? I didn't check the sticker on that particular car, but I have to assume that it was over three— and it may have been getting up towards three twenty, three thirty, just on my eyeball, and you, and the hammer price was three fifteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that's the case, not a cheap car, but that's under sticker or at parity, and somebody put eight hundred miles on it. 
uh, that was a surprise to see that mm-hmm. uh, it went for that. That, you know, that's good news if you want to get a GT2 or Not good I, news for us, but I don't, you know, we got ours at, at the I understand price. that, Zuckerman, but we have no plan to, uh, that is one of the greatest cars yeah, I've no, ever driven. That I, goes I, in the garage next to the GT3 4.0 and the RS I'd say good news for anybody out there who was waiting to pounce. I, I mean, I still have never not driven a 911 like that. It's it's one of the great ones. They're cheap. They're beautiful. Um, cheap. Okay. Anyway. Cheap at 315. I uh, because it's car week here in L.A., uh, lots of invites and I'm trying to go as much stuff as I can. Last night I went down to the Range Rover event, the Land Rover event to see the new Defender um, unveiled. And it was uh, super fun, Zuckerman. Super fun. Where was I? Uh, I didn't get an invite. I brought young James Ferriston because there was also a Bugatti Chiron event, oh, and well, he that's his he, favorite car. He can be your co-host now. You can put James, <laughs> young James you at 10 what? in front of the microphone. He's only nine, and he's digesting car videos faster than uh, – he, he's correcting me on stats at this point. Anyway, <laughs> he could. He could sit here and he's tell us be. about cars. Yeah. I don't. It's weird to have your kids into cars like that. I'm not sure I like that. I, like, I, lo- I would be thrilled. It's good. And Dale's into it. My son's into it. He is? Yeah. yeah. It's a good car conversation in the car. It's fun. Brings and, it together. Yeah. No, it's good. It's it's definitely good. And he's a huge fan of the podcast, and he takes our T-shirts. I always buy him 10 or 20 of our uh, blip shift T-shirts, and he hands them out to the kids in school. So. <laughs> Much easier to talk to your son about cars than the birds and the bees. Yes. Chris. No, he's up on that, too. Anyway, um, they... There was a moment in this presentation where this, uh, and I, uh, forgive me because I don't know who this guy was, but this kind of it, Dr. Smith guy from Lost in Space came out in a bright, <laughs> bright blue suit with like a blue t-shirt and was very interestingly put together and gave a speech about the card. It, you would have loved it just because if, of his presentation. If you was... guys don't know who Dr. Smith is from Lost in Space, please Google, watch on YouTube to get the reference because that's funny. And he was very British and he was making very British jokes that didn't quite go over, but he was owning that they weren't going over. He goes, that is my first failed British joke and it was really making me laugh and he goes i'm not going to unveil the new defender because you will all start taking pictures of that and not listening to me so i'm going to keep talking he was entertaining but he before he unveiled the car zuckerman and i want to read this to you dr smith dr the, smith the craven calculating coward of lost in space their presentation <laughs> he was talking about the design of the car and I always love this, how you engineer emotion and how you engineer the, uh, the lineage of things. I love, I love that yes. conversation. And he was deep, deep in it. By the way, here he is. Here, look. Hold on. There's the Dr. Smith guy right here. Totally. <laughs> right? What color suit is that? Where do you buy that? England, I would guess. Savile Row. Hello. <laughs> um, he described, he said, what is emotional design? All right. Now uh-huh. I'm locked in. I am locked into this conversation. Now, listen to this. You divide it into three categories, or this is what Land Rover did with the new Defender. One is visceral, two is behavioral, and three is reflective. What does that mean? Sound. Visceral. First, when you look at it, do you desire it? Right? Behavioral. When you get in it and you use it, like we were just talking about the Genesis, when you drive it, but when you use the electronics, does it feel right? And reflective, when, after driving this car for a while, uh-huh. a month or even a year, do you reflect on it and go, you know what? 
I still like this thing. I really like it. How great is that? Who came up with this? These are things we like to think. We want to think orderly <laughs> this like this. Guy We're did. men. Dr. Smith yeah, came Dr. up with Smith. that. Isn't that genius? You think he came up with it? He said it and it hit me like a ton of bricks because that's our Porsche thing. That, you know, that he crystallized everything I believe about a car in those three categories. And that's how I'm going to evaluate everything from now on. It's wonderful. It makes you sound very smart, too. Visceral, behavioral, reflective. Less about that, but those moments when I see it, do I desire it? When I get in it, does it work right? And do I, after driving it for a year or so, do I still reflect on it and go, I love this thing, and like we, we just did with the GT2? And we can talk to, about women like this. Right. We can talk about anything. <laughs> Jerry we would just talk. need to tell this guy to get a different suit. Yeah. Jerry <laughs> Let's can reflect on your suit for a second, Smith. Get rid of it. Do Seinfeld and Serial in these three paradigms. What's that? Seinfeld, Serial, and the three paradigms. Then Visceral, we... behavioral, reflective. Anyway, they took the they took the thing up. I, I loved the defense. It was again, it was one of these weird design things, Zuckerman. And someone commented on it after I posted a picture like, this is, why is everything like this right now? And they're right. The first thing you notice, even with the curtain on the Defender, is it's way bigger in person than it looks in pictures. It looks tiny. And even the, the short wheelbase guy yeah, it looks like a Tonka truck. is giant. And then the 110, you go, wow, this has possibilities. Then they take it off and you lose your mind, right? And I know it's a very provocative design and people don't like it. However... I've been thinking about it this way, and I know I mentioned it to you and Jerry over coffee. The the G-Wagon, which we love, at this mm. point is starting to look like that Beverly Hills housewife with the old face who keeps getting work done that's getting more and more stuff put onto it. And it's the old thing with too much stuff on it. Agree. At, right? And the, and the Defender has really been done to death at this point. And these guys said, we're going to take a new swipe at it. We're going to make this new thing. And I, and I like that. And it may not be right for everybody, but I like that they did this. But the 110, I think they got me, Zuckerman. I think this resolves my what to replace the Range Rover Sport really? lease with. I think they have me. When is it going to be in the showrooms? They told me March or April, which is when my lease is up, right at that moment. Really? I didn't get a chance to look inside because Smith went on, prattled on too long, and then I had to uh, get the kids home for dinner. <laughs> but uh, we did get to stop uh, by Bugatti. We actually went to that before where they had this uh, Chiron there, and they had uh, – their little thing was they had a Veyron – a lot of uh, the, our favorite journalists were there from all the different magazines. Magnus was there with Hannah Elliott, had a nice mm -hmm. conversation with those guys. And then they brought us out back to look at this Chiron. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't Chiron, know. Chiron, the Bugatti. Jack Chirac. Again, a French guy. They always have to have the guy with the accent of the car where it came from there. French guy presentation. But it did 304 miles an hour. And they talked about uh, how Andy Wallace and the engineers did that. And it was pretty good. 304? 304.77. Three. Yes. You put a three. 304 miles an hour. And, you know, as he talked about it, you thought about, you know, back in the day, the X1, right? Chuck Yeager. Right. Is that who was piloting the X1? As they were talking about the engineering and what was going on and having to do a full lap. I forget where they were when they did this. It certainly was. Oh, it was on the uh, Volkswagen testing grounds, which they say he said it's not a flat surface because they're testing cars all the time. So they're kind of where grooves. the tires go. They're grooves. Right. They have to do the whole circuit uh, at 125 miles an hour. 
kind of on cruise control. But Andy Wallace said the whole time I'm there thinking about it, you know, you're nervous. And he goes, my biggest issue was that lap doing 125 and my hands sweating from the nervousness about uh, from what was about to happen, right? You know, hoping that and trusting the engineers had figured out how to make this thing not fly and go fast. And, Into pieces and body parts. Yeah, it's got turns on it. But, you know, they take this uh, tuned 16... 16- Hundred horsepower is that what it is? Eight liter, something like that. W sixteen, and uh, they go that fast. And the car is gorgeous, you know. And it's a mess. I posted some pictures of it. They probably still wouldn't be up. But um, Car Week in LA is, is a lot of fun, dude. There's huh. a lot of good stuff going on. The only hard part is you have to drive downtown, and that's very difficult. I ain't doing that. <laughs> that's why you know I'm not. Doing that's it. why I didn't invite you. Uh, in, fact, in fact, someone actually said, "Where's Zuckerman?" And I said, "He wouldn't come here. He wouldn't do this. This was hard. This was hard to get down there." But um, but I went down. I went down for you, the listeners, so you could did, have a little insight. Three hundred four. Yes. Did he go three hundred four miles an hour? Yes, he did once. They that's enough. They didn't do it twice. I know, but there's some rule about doing it twice and everything else. What do you mean there's a rule about doing it twice? I don't know. You have to go one way and then you have to. It doesn't matter. It's uh, He the, did it. He did it. The car is beautiful. They talked about the Bugatti brand. James had, my son had one of the funniest observations of the whole thing. And then we'll take a break and bring Mr. Hennessy out. He goes, uh, he's, of course, he's a little kid. He's nine. He gets out of school and he's like, I'm hungry, Dad. Because I just, I, I pulled him out of school uh, to go do this. And he goes, uh, I go, there's something to eat there. So we were at the Bugatti party first, and they had bags of Cheez-Its. He goes, oh, <laughs> Cheez-Its. These are my favorite, right? So he's eating the, eating the Cheez-Its, right? With and his Cheez-It fingers. His Cheez-It fingers, <laughs> getting Cheez-Its all over his pants. And then we go over to the Land Rover van, and they had very nice drinks, and they had selections of nuts and beautiful brownies and cookies. And he said, Dad, why? Why do the Land Rover people have better food? And Bugatti, which is a multi-million dollar car, only has Cheez-Its. <laughs> a very astute observation <laughs> a from you. very James. astute observation. Yes. <laughs> I know. I said, you know what? They blew it. They yeah. blew it on the snacks. Would you like some Cheez-Its with your Bugatti? That's like <laughs> you're in first class and they throw some che- stale Cheez-Its on you. I tried to explain that Land Rover sells a hell of a lot more cars than I think Bugatti does, but I like that, James. That was funny. Anyway, in a minute, John Hennessy from Texas is going to be here. He's not here yet. We're getting a look from the booth in there. They're like, he's not here yet. He must have been out... Uh, <clears throat> What's that place? Drinking Saddleback Hennessy. Ranch? I don't know. Saddleback. Drinking Hennessy <laughs> on the mechanical bull. This will be fun. I want to get an update on the Gladiator and everything else he's working on. Find out why he's here. Find out what happened at SEMA. Find out all of it. We'll be right back with John Hennessy from Hennessy Performance. What's up? Brian Deegan here. I'm excited to bring you our podcast, The Deegans. That will be every Wednesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. We'll be covering many subjects such as racing, family, how we stay together, how we thrive as a family. So I think it's exciting. We're going to cover all those subjects and many more. Be sure you guys check out our new podcast, The Deegans, airing every Wednesday on Podcast One and on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Boy, we could take every... We were just rolling that whole time, huh? That oh would be its gosh. own special sure. episode. 
What have kind you of, heard? Because we covered everything. We yeah. covered Sondland to penis injections. Oh <laughs> John was a little late. That was a fun conversation. Nice. But maybe someday we'll release it after we're dead because uh, yeah. we'd, we'd have to wait till after we're dead. I, anyway. Yeah, I, I, yes. John Hennessy's here. Finally. Hey. Absolutely. How are you? Last time I saw you was SEMA two years ago. Man, has it been that long? It's been that long. Why, why are you in town? LA Auto Show. I mm-hmm. like to go to the major auto shows to kind of see what's new and different and gives me a chance to see the product, see people in the industry, maybe see a few right. podcasters and influencers like yourself. And um, just, it's where, you know, I get inspiration from seeing other product and seeing what's going on. You, Do you show, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you show product yourself there? We, uh, I've, gosh, it's been a long time since we've shown anything in LA, but I would consider. Having a display maybe next year. California is an important market for us. SEMA is more important to you, though, right? You were. Um, the, here's the th- my view on SEMA. SEMA is important to be at for the, the industry. Again, it's I think it's for me. It's more people driven. Um, we go. We work very closely with Shell Pennzoil, so right. they have an awesome display, and all we have to do is show up and bring vehicles. Yeah, you've got um, a great presence but, there. But as far as promotion and marketing, it's hard to promote a product at SEMA. When a thousand of the companies are all tooting their horn and right. saying, "Hey, look at my cool right, Gladiator," right, "Hey, right. look at my cool Super," or whatever it is, so <laughs> it's so, too big. So I find that from a mark for you know, my guerrilla marketing one on one, I would rather promote something whenever when all the, it doesn't make sense for me to compete with the Ford and GM marketing teams. They've right, got a gajillion right. dollars and hundreds of people, and we're a small company. So I typically like to promote something on a slow news week. Right. Yeah. Uh, Why not have your own event? Why not do like do a that. small loof cult here of some kind we, with we, your Henneke cult or yeah, something? Yeah, we, ha- we have done that. And certainly the next time we're out here, I'll make sure you know about it. And, yeah. Uh, uh, we'll You've done it in L.A.? Two years ago, after we introduced the Venom F5 design model, we had a private event down uh-huh. at um, uh, Victor Carrillo has a, has a shop down in downtown mm-hmm. near downtown. I had a little private event down there. So it kind of depends on what we're, what our strategy is. If it's there's certain times when we want to do something that's kind of private, and there's there's other times we want to like toot our horn to the whole world. Right. right? I just remember when I was walking through Seymour. It is massive. It. I, you just had such a great presence there because you're, you know, you've been around for a long time. You're, you're yeah. an institution at this point, and it didn't, it didn't Man, matter to me, me seeing old. all the other stuff. <laughs> it's not old. It's just, you know, uh, uh, hot rodders and tuners, and they come into their own, and then you start to trust them more, and yeah. they start to be their own brand that you trust. Yeah, you know, and I don't know much about the hot rod scene and and what you guys are doing down at SEMA. Sure. But I remember walking through and go, oh, there's something I know. Right, right. Tennessee Performance. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I know their stuff. No, and look, I it's I fun, and stuff. I think anymore, I mean, I used to go to SEMA when I was younger to see, like, what's the new exciting product? Where, mm-hmm. where am I, might I get some inspiration or find something that could help our business? But now it's about the people. So whether it's Pebble Beach or LA Auto Show mm-hmm. or SEMA, mm. for me it's probably – Ninety percent about the people and ten percent about the product. Right now, it'll tilt more. It'll tilt more towards product. Like I'm really always interested in seeing what the OEMs are doing and what the trends are, and where do I feel like what? Where's where does their sexiness and excitement with the public? intersection with where we can add value from an aftermarket standpoint. Right. But but really kind of at the end of the day, it's still about the people. Where and kind of knowing the people that are behind those products, the, the guys on the design team, the executives, what's their thinking, what are their, what's inspiring them, are they really doing this electrification thing? Is that really going to happen and at what rate? And where might that fit in within our plans to you know make fast cars go That's faster? That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Because obviously the trend is electric. Well. And last time we spoke to you, you said... Uh, 
we're going to hot rod a Taycan. Yes. And I said, what's your plan? He goes, I don't know. I'm just going to get one and take it apart. <laughs> and then, well, here's what, I, here's what I can be very clear about that we're not going to do. We're not going to mess with the software. We're not going to to tinker with the electric architecture, whether it's the motors or the batteries. Look, those guys have spent a gajillion dollars figuring that stuff out. And it's fast. And I it's fast it. as crap. I've, I've yeah, heard Vinny and great. Matt Farah and you guys have all driven it. Yeah. So I think, look, I think there's definitely a niche on the electrification side for personalization, wheels, interiors, carbon fiber, you know, maybe we can take a 4S and make it more like, you know, the the turbo or something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. But it's pro- electrification, at least initially, for us is not going to be like, okay, we're going to take a, a new GMC Denali truck and put a supercharger on it at 150 horsepower. Mm-hmm. That's what we're known for. And we may delve into that in, in the electric market at some point. But, but we're infants when it comes to, you know, uh, again, the architecture, what's going on there. And the last thing I want to do is take some person's hundred plus thousand dollar electric vehicle and do something that <laughs> and would fly even it like a toaster. Well, yeah, I mean, look, there's <laughs> there's a lot going on there. <laughs> the other thing is that so we have our our new F5, which is coming out, and we can talk about that today too. But we're looking for product for we we're considering a vehicle after the F5 that may be fully electrified. I've really been kind of waiting for battery technology to get a little mm-hmm. further down the road and it doesn't seem like it's really advanced as much as as I would have hoped that it would have, but I think at some point it's certainly batteries get lighter, less expensive and charge faster. That's my issue. Uh, when's that happening? I thought 5 years ago I thought it would, we would yeah. be there now and it may still be a ways down the road, but I think again it's something that we're seeing that our our high-end clients Clients that are spending, whether they spend a hundred grand with us or spend over a million dollars with us, they have kind of like mini fleets of cars, right. and a, an electrified car, whether it's a Tesla or a Taycan, are part of that fleet. And so they might have a Venom F5 as their big berth. It's kind of like a bag of golf clubs. Right. They got Big Bertha. They got they got the driver. They got the pitch and wedge. They got the putter. They have different vehicles for different situations, and more and more of those collectors and, and car enthusiasts have electrified cars in their fleets of vehicles. Let's talk about the uh, Venom F5. Yeah. Because we, uh, I saw the Chiron last night, mm-hmm. the 304-mile-per-hour yeah, Chiron. The sure. Venom F5, top speed? We don't know. We don't know. Um, we're going to find out. It's an 1,800, 1,700 yeah, horsepower. Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of horsepower. <laughs> We've spent— well, well, let's just talk—where let's just do you think—where where do you think it tops out? Between, Give us a range. Between me and you— it's, and everybody listening. Yeah, just between us girls with nobody listening in. It's it's always been a goal from the very beginning of the program for that car to break 500 kilometers per hour. Now, we talked about 300 Which, being the goal. Right. And that was kind of like, and I would never talk about 500K because I'm like, well, three we got to get to 300K, before, 300 miles an hour before we try to go. 500K is 310.7 miles per hour. They were saying last night the Bugatti – Mm-hmm. Travel that speed when it was there. It was traveling hundred a football field every point eight seconds. Yeah, four hundred feet per second is thereabouts. A football the field, gig. yeah, every point Retarded. eight seconds. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah. tell us about like you know, obviously air is an issue at that sure. point, there's right? A lot of, there's a what, lot of challenges. What are the? I've always noticed that over a hundred and sixty things change, mm-hmm. and then over 204, things change again, Yeah, right? right. W- what else, what happens over 204? <laughs> like, where are the, you know, as you far know, as buffeting it, and wind and resistance and flying? Gosh, and, I mean, we could talk, we could do multiple pol- podcasts on the subject. I would say just high level, you know, it's just 
like aircraft, it's it's thrust versus drag. And so once you kind of have the math figured out as far as, okay, here's the drag of the vehicle, and here's how much thrust, how much horsepower we need to achieve a certain speed, then it becomes stability of the car. So you might have a certain, you know, CD number, a certain drag number, but then you have to have balance. So you have to have enough downforce on the front and rear of the car to be able to steer it and be able to right. have it stable. But if you have too much downforce, then you get into an issue of having too much load on the tires. And the whole tire question comes oh, up. Wow, and people have been asking us, and, and some media have kind of tossed a few rocks at us along the way, like, well, what about tire technology? Well, I knew that I knew that I didn't know that Michelin was working on something specific for Bugatti because they've got their own NDA. But I knew that Michelin, the Michelin tires were capable of going over 300, and they, and they proved really? that. And so, if anything, by Bugatti getting to 300 first, they kind of did us a favor because they did some significant tire testing and validation that I think that we can benefit from. And are you saying that there would be so much downforce, the tires might just pop? Shred. Well, just each, like, yeah, you know, every, all, tire, all tires have a, have, a, have a load capacity, whether you're pulling a pickup truck with a trailer in the back or whether right. you've got downforce at 100 miles an hour or 300 miles an hour. And so, again, we need. So our car will have probably 400 pounds of downforce on the nose and 600 pounds on the rear. That's what our engineers feel like. That's a, a properly stable car, and our car is much, much lighter than the than the Chiron. Um, and so uh, we feel good about having the proper loading on the tires and the proper balance of speed. Um, but it's taken a lot of time to to sort that out. The Bugatti again is a is a bigger, heavier car, and I'm sure they had their own challenges to to re- reach those what speeds. It, what's the weight of your car? We'll be under three thousand pounds. Wow, eighteen hundred horsepower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Power to weight ratio, baby. Carol Shelby had it right back in the day. She's just an ultra light with a with a jet engine on yeah. it. Did you see Ford versus Ferrari? Did you like it? So it came out, I guess, last Friday. My wife went out of town for a, a wedding, and as she was coming back into town, I came here to LA. So I uh, I almost went to go see it last night, but I'm like, I want to see this with my wife because yeah. I feel like it's going to be emotional for me. I'm probably going to you know grab some Kleenexes to come watch it. I think I kind of know you knew Carol Shelby. The, I knew I met him several times, and I think he might have loosely known who. I was, but I think, yeah, always a guy. I mean, look, Shelby was... inspired me to get in the business back when mm-hmm. I was racing my car in 1991, and and I learned the first rule of making a small fortune in the racing business: you start with a larger fortune, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and so, as I'm like blowing my wad racing and not working, uh, I thought, well, gosh, if there's a way I could like make a business out of like my car hobby, and I, and I thought, well, gosh, Shelby, Shelby did that. Roof did that. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I can. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. I sit here today being in this business for almost 29 years because Shelby had you know, made a significant impact in the industry and gave me inspiration. Now, he was married seven times. Did I get that right? <laughs> I had, well, so. They left and, yeah. that out of the movie. And he had a bad ticker, no surprise. Dan, oh, yeah. yeah. That, so Dan, Dan Gurney became a good friend in his later years, and I was having dinner with Dan and Evie and, and my wife and some friends down in Orange County, and Dan said, well, told me, he says, people say that Carol's been married like eight to ten times, but Dan felt like it was more like somewhere between 11 and 13 times. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, you look at like, if you ever watch like the, you know, Mad Men reruns or whatever, yeah. like kind of the old school way things that kind of, you know, guys that were like happening would operate. And I'm wow. like, just like, you know, add Shelby into that mixture with another layer of like, you know, but anyway. That's a yeah. lot of alimony. That's a, a lot. lot of alimony. He's a busy guy, highly motivated to build cars. All right, let's talk about your cars here because sure. there's something new on your site that I saw sure. on Facebook here. Okay. What is it? Aside from the Maximus, the yeah, Goliath. The Goliath. 
Seven hundred. It's yes. cut off here on my screen. Yeah, yeah. No, we had just announced that, that last night. Oh um, so, yeah. So the, the new. So we GMC we introduced uh, the Goliath six by six. Oh, maybe a year and a half ago. It's a six wheel drive. Uh, she- we take a Chevy Trail Boss pickup truck You've and add seen an extra that, axle. It's insane. I love it. Yeah. yeah, it's really great. And so we just announced our upgrade packages: seven hundred horsepower. But wait, for the what? New. Is, it just take me back to the six by six. Who's yeah. who's driving those? So cool stories. <laughs> you would love. Okay, so the guy that owns the first Goliath six by six is a guy from Wisconsin who owns the largest potato farm in Wisconsin. <laughs> He's got a Cullinan. He's got all kinds of cars. Uh huh. He's got a he's a got a really farmer with a, a potato farmer with a really nice jet. He took me on a ride on his plane <laughs> wow, one time. Potatoes. We were going to Indiana for a trade show, the PRI show, and he was like, "I'm going back to Wisconsin. I'll just take you guys and drop you off in Indiana." I'm like, "Dude, nice." Anyway, so yeah, so it's the, kind of that eccentric, <laughs> you know, thirty thousand acre. He could put Swiggins. a lot of potatoes in the back of his truck. So kind of that's kind of the you know the guys with with bankroll and ego, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and he's showing it probably more than he's using it. Of course, right? I mean these vehicles are for fun. I mean, I, you know, look, I've got some clients in the Middle East. I've got a, I've got a client with two Velociraptor six by six, so Ford Raptor trucks with six wheel drive. Wow, they're in the Philippines, and these guys are out like on sand dunes and all kinds of crazy stuff. Wow. but mo- to your point, most people are going to just drive it to Mastro's on a Friday night and mm-hmm. show off, right? Cool. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And the uh, the Gladiator. That's yes, the one, right? That's what we're really excited about. That's the, the that, I feel like that truck, I was very excited about it. Not yours, yeah, the actual sure. just stock no, Gladiator. Stock Gladiator is awesome. I, I was a little let down by it when I saw it, and I just thought it didn't quite look right. I love it's what, fun to drive. Tell everyone what you're doing with the, you, with your the Maximus you're calling <sighs> well, you know, it. We, and we, you're only making 24 of these? Only making 24. We've already, we're finishing the third one. We've got fourth and fifth going into production. So they're very popular, you know, $225,000 Jeep. Um, but we basically take out the uh, the V6 wow. and replace it with a 6.2 liter 700 horsepower Hellcat engine. Then we boost <laughs> that to a thousand horsepower. Jesus. And we were trying to think about what's a cool name for it. Mm-hmm. And we kept like, well, what what about that Gladiator movie? Russell Crowe was like the badass. And I'm like, right. yeah, Maximus. And I called my intellectual property attorney. I'm like. Can we trademark Maximus? He did some research. He says, "Yeah, that's nice. My, that's Isn't my that a great name? My dog's middle name is Maximus. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what the pound name him. Yeah. Go for Maximus first. Yeah, zero to sixty in three point nine seconds. Come on, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's ridiculous. Well, are we going to see any here in L.A.? Yeah, yeah. I'll 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 get one out here to Vinny, and we'll make sure you get some seat time. You you definitely have to get a, a photo or video of you picking up or dropping off your kids from I, school. I want to do that. The Velociraptor too. We mm-hmm. love the Velociraptor yeah. Ranger. I think. Yes. We, we talked about that. I want to try the Velociraptor, too. They're, they're great trucks, and they were so easy to so use. So we do the V8 so swap fun. on the full Raptor truck, and we call right. that the Velociraptor V8. I'll get one of those out here, too. Definitely so. want that, because when I think, I have a little beach house down in Mexico, yeah. and I'm thinking about, what do I park down oh, here? Right. fit in the garage yes. that's cool for that environment, nice. that has utility, uh-huh. and is fun. Come the on. drug dealers are going to steal that, Zuckerman. <laughs> They'll steal that in five seconds. Well, we won't put any badging on it. In fact, <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll put, we'll we put like it. a... We, we can put like a V2, you know, yeah. it's got a two-cylinder engine and put like <laughs> the wrong badging on it. There you go. Yeah. Do you do any like uh, bulletproof glass and stuff like that? You know, there's a company in San Antonio that does a lot <laughs> of that kind of stuff, and we, we do modify vehicles for them. We actually do modify a fair amount of, of armored vehicles. Wow, South these, of the border trade, right? You know, they go all around the world. We don't really know where they go. If we you don't want to know. HennessyPerformance.com, yeah. just check out this stuff. Like, even this yeah. Hennessy Heritage Edition F-150 is so yeah. cool looking. Red with the number one on the side. It's Looks fun, like the man. There's, there's just, and... It seems like no endless supply of enthusiasts out there that want cool 
personalized, fast, fun vehicles. And you know, my favorite part of the trucks is the light bar, the LED oh, light yeah. bar. So useful in Love traffic. Love oh. So we, useful we did a, we did a, we, we <laughs> provided a truck for Top Gear back when Jeremy Clarkson was at the mm-hmm. end of, the, at the BBC and Top Gear. And so he drove our Velociraptor truck and it had the big gnarly light bar. And James May was in front of him. He just hazed him incessantly. We're just flipping on the LED lights. Did you, do you do sirens and PAs and things like that? <laughs> you know, we've had some customers that the vehicles have shown up with that kind of stuff. But I guess that's more the police, uh, the police modification business. Yeah. So I guess we've done a little bit of that, but we don't get that request too often. It would we've be done fun. a few cars it... with train horns. What's that? Train horns. Yeah, oh, I've, I've seen yeah. that before. You know. That's an old idea. Yeah. It does scare yeah. the hell out of you. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. What, Zuckerman, what do you I do like if we had a little microphone and a little, uh, we could a little broadcast like in the VW Bug. John has that. John, our friend John Stevens, he's got the light bar, he's got the siren, and he's got the PA. And so he'll, we he'll blast a, it. It's we fun. We were b- building a, uh, a really cool, we took the, the Ford Raptor truck and we turned it into like an excursion. So we made it into an SUV. Really? And a very famous baseball player, I won't, I won't say his name, but you guys all know, one of the best pitchers of all time. Basically, when we're, when we're specking out his truck, he and his buddy... They wanted it set up so they could karaoke. And they had, like, I mean, like, major karaoke set up where, like, literally, they would, like, pull off in a parking lot when they're going somewhere, and they would just freaking karaoke. They, they were, well, like, these wrong? guys were. Why ex- can't you say who that is? That's hilarious. They're Roger, not gonna... Roger Clemens. Anyway. Clemens he's a, he's from the Red Sox. Yeah, Roger, that's great, awesome. Great, great, now, do they have screens? Houston guy. He's do they so have screens cool. on the great. outside? He's, a, oh, he's an awesome guy. No, screens man. on the outside for the, for the yeah, public? Yeah, I mean, him and his buddy were, like, just all about. Wow. Just, yeah, being able to karaoke. I thought I couldn't like that guy more, and now I do. Boy, I've watched great yeah, I watched him pitch so much. I was there the night that he threw the record for strikeouts. I thought oh, it was wow. 2021? 20, 20, 21, okay. right. Okay. It was the most boring game. I was in college. <laughs> it's a really boring game. Boring unless you're unless that's your, your team hand. and they're, they're, they're smoking but the we opponents. Were sitting, I was sitting with my roommate in the you know in the bad seats out in the outfield, and we're looking at all the Ks, and we're like, wait a minute. Look at that. 11. Wait, wait. 17. Yeah. And people had already left. No, he's a machine. It was an amazing night. Very memorable night. Yeah. Um. Well, this has been fun, man. We're yeah. already out of time. Look at Where that. Where did the time go? Um, you want to check out Hennessy Performance, you go to HennessyPerformance.com and Come look on. at all the delicious the gas-powered right. beasts they have there. I look forward to, you know, Vinny bringing some new stuff here. We're happy yes, to drive sir. them. We love talking about them. The new Chevy Goliath is available. 700 horsepower. Come on. Built on what? Based on that's based on the Chevy Trail Boss, the Chevy trucks. Trail Boss. We also do the GMC, GMC Sierras. Yeah, seven hundred horsepower available. Come that on. means somebody's ordering it. We already have orders, so yeah, we announced it last night. And I oh, think, but it's not. You can get it with less horsepower. It's um, no, that's the lowest power package. We also <laughs> offer eight hundred horsepower. Oh, wait, wow. is there something on the Hennessy lot that I can buy and have tomorrow? You no, know, because <laughs> that's the kind of guy I am. We, gen- we generally have a few vehicles in stock. Get, yeah, yeah I, I have. So I have a thousand. I have a thousand. <laughs> hey, I have a thousand horsepower Trackhawk. Maybe we'll send that out for you to drive. Wow, that thing is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's like it's probably when you drive it, you'll feel like it has Tycon like really? zero to sixty, where the like the blood in your eyeballs like goes backwards and you get it, a little except dizzy when, when you, you step launch. on the brakes, you don't feel six thousand pounds launching you forward like a right. catapult. Yeah. Even the, the Escalades, the, I mean, yeah. everything. It's just really It's funny cool how our stuff. business has really evolved into a lot of trucks and SUVs. I yeah. didn't think that five, ten years ago that people would want to have, you know, 800-horsepower pickup trucks and 1,000-horsepower Jeeps, no, but they Yeah, 600-horsepower Lincoln Navigator. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what that's, you want. That's because, our bread and butter now. Yeah, it's anti-soccer mom. It's like, you know, if yes. you want a little get-up I mean, and we've go. done less and less sports cars. Now I think that the new C8 Corvette is coming out. I think that's going to be oh, yeah. a huge resurgence. What's your for, plan for that? Oh, we have big plans for that. 
Really? I'll come back and talk about that. But that right, we'll, we'll be announcing something about the C8 in the near future, and uh, we're super excited about it. Wow. You know, Chevy sold out the first year, like yeah, yeah. in the first couple months. Right, right. So we, we've got a car coming and lots of R&D plans. And it's, it's, the LT2 is a deriv- uh, derivative of, of the Corvette and Camaro engines that we've been working on for like the last almost 10 years. So right. we have lots of experience with that motor, and we'll be offering lots of power. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a commitment. It's fun. I still want to know what's on the lot. Hey, I want a car tomorrow. Hey, what Come about on. the uh, you know, all, my other, all my other customers, especially the guys in the Middle East? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you well, got? We want uh, something now. I know. I said I was going to go, but the Defender. The, I, last night I saw the new Land Rover Defender. Any plans? Yeah, um, my it, wife has a Range Rover. Uh, we do some Range Rover work. Uh, we've primarily been offering modifications for the five liter V eight supercharged. Um, but look, I think that that JLR, new Defender is pretty good looking truck. Yeah. And I, it, I, I, I'll try to take a look at. Help. We're going to the show today. We'll take a look at it. So we'll we'll see. I mean, typically the one ten. Okay, what one. engine does that come with? You know, but I don't know. Okay, I'll research it. But, but I'm gu- I guarantee it's not fast. I mean, yeah. it, maybe they'll do an SVR version of it, right? But maybe they won't. Yeah, maybe, maybe they you won't. jump on that fast. It's possible. There you go. Yeah. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We've talked about a lot today. We've had a lot of fun, Zuckerman. What do you got to plug, my friend? You know what? Our Outlaw Archive, the original oh. Outlaw Archive Instagram, at Outlaw Archive. I saw that. After one year of being off of Instagram, it's back on. Shut down by? Well, you know, the a lot Hells of complaints. <laughs> uh, but that is the that is the original Outlaw Archive, at Outlaw Archive. How do we know it's not going to get shut down again? We're going to do our best. Okay. And you know what? I figured out a way to thread that needle into that company, that very large company with very few people, so that we Instagram. can keep bringing, uh, the Outlaw Archive can keep bringing history, the history of Outlaw Motorcycle Clubs in California from the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. to the public exactly. to show the, these amazing photographs, articles of clothing, letters, and other ephemera. It so is a please, celebration, and you guys a, could not be more passionate about this group and the history of the group, and you treat it with the utmost care. So no one should be upset with it. It's really an amazing project. Yeah. Check Did you ever see that show Lincoln Lawyer? Where McConaughey plays this lawyer, and he's got like these biker guys in his back pocket? Maybe that's <laughs> you. I don't know. I don't want to piss you off because all of a sudden know. you're calling your biker guys yeah. and they're going to pay me a visit. Well, exactly. So. He's right. the speeding lawyer. Ah. Yes. Good. <laughs> well, I, I definitely need to know you then. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that's it, everybody. You can right. follow me on Instagram. That's where I will talk to you. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.